Hello, everyone. I'm going to enable the chat. Everyone's microphones are shut off already, but I will put on the chat function. I also want to try and see if I can get this on Facebook Live at the same time. If you can hear me and the sound is okay, just shoot me something in the text, unless you're already uh, in a place of total relaxation. Great. Thanks, Sally. All right. also starting um, live feed on Facebook. So we'll see if this works. This is um, a total experiment. Um, as some of you might know, I am still in Mexico, um, choosing to stay here to ride out, to ride out the whatever's going on in the world. And so, um, really felt like like I should be um, offering something to the world while I'm here. And so tonight's intention is to um, just hold space for us as a community, for, um, for us to really just take some space to connect inward. We have this really unique thing that is happening right now. And um, it's a unique opportunity as well. So we have this chance to use this um, to take care of ourselves, to use this time, this space to, to be with ourselves. And I've really been sitting with a lot of you know, trying to see this as an opportunity to connect inward and really knowing in my own practice in the last little while that this ability to connect inward, to merge our mind, our body and our breath is really what's required to create a container for ourselves to process life experience, to integrate what's going on. Um, and we don't have to even have the words for it. We don't have to name it. We don't have to talk about it and you know keep telling the same stories over again all we really need is to be able to create this space for ourselves to connect to our internal landscape which is something that we're not we're not taught you know it's not part of our traditional learning system so i hope to give you a little bit of an experience of that tonight so if you're going to follow along if you're either on the zoom link or you're watching live uh, on facebook um, just find yourself a spot that's quiet. Um, you can lay down on the floor, you can lay on your bed, you can, um, if you want to do some of the movements that we'll be going through, um, the floor is best or a little bit firmer surface. If you have a lot of low back pain, you could actually put your legs up over um, a chair or over a coffee table or get them to 90 degrees. It'll actually take some of the pressure off the low back. But the important place is just to find a place that is un uninterrupted, um, that is fairly quiet, that you can just be um, and listen. You don't have to see what I'm doing. I'm not going to be doing any movements. Um, it is just my intention to kind of guide you through this guided relaxation, to do a little bit of somatic movement um, for people who are on the call who I go to school with or who know what that is. I don't need to explain. But somatic movement is really about. Um, re-establishing our brain's connection to conscious control of the muscles. Um, so as I continue doing these classes online, I will get into more and more of the education piece of what it actually is to do therapeutic yoga. Um, but for tonight, um, this is just a total experiment. So welcome. Um, I'm gonna be working off of some lesson plans that I had created 
uh, for returning home. Um, so we'll just play that by ear. So all of these classes are also themed around a little bit of philosophy. Um, so I'll be bringing in some concepts from a book called The Yamas and Niyamas, which is um, yoga, yoga's ethical principles. So tonight's theme is um, ahimsa, which is translated to um, nonviolence and not just like the physical act of violence, but anything, any idea of doing harm. And so when we're talking about ahimsa, um, we're talking about this concept of, of not harming, not doing any harm, which all of these principles really come at a perfect time for what's going on. Um, it is really an opportunity to um, start learning about ourselves, how we're interacting with the world, how we're all connected. Um, there is no other, there is no separation. Everything that we do um, to ourselves you know, has a ripple effect. We are all inextricably connected to each other. So not just the physical acts, how we talk to ourselves, you know, what we're putting into our bodies, what we're exposing our senses to, what we're watching, what we're listening to. All these things affect us on all of our different layers. And so when we say Soma Yoga, Soma is our body. Soma is all layers of us, not just our physical body, but our breath layer, our emotional layer, our mental layer, um, that layer of spirit or connection, that, that, lit, that piece of us that never dies, that, um, that keeps us connected um, to each other and to everything that is. I like to say that we are just, um, you know, these temporary, um, finite temples or outfits of humanness, and we are, um, you know, we're containers of divinity, containers of the infinite. Um, and so we need to take, need to take care of that. And a big piece of that is self-responsibility and being able to self-regulate and being able to um, bring awareness to our, to our bodies, to all those layers, and to be able to um, have tools to regulate our nervous systems those survival mechanisms, which are probably firing even more so now than they were probably in the last bit of time. Um, yeah, so being able to switch out of this stress response, this fight or flight, it's, we have these three different responses of our nervous system, fight, flight, or freeze, um, which we need to engage in the world and respond to what's happening. But daily, we really need to create space for ourselves to, um, to decompress, to switch from fight or flight into the other side of our nervous system, that parasympathetic, the part of our nervous system that controls um, rest, digest, relax, reproduction, all those functions um, that when we are in stress, when we are in uh, fight or flight or freeze, that our body is so beautifully um, intelligent that it takes energy away from those non-essential functions to be able to respond to that stress. So if we want to be healthy and we want to integrate all of our life experiences, we really need to have a daily reset. We need to be able to switch our bodies, our nervous systems into rest, digest, relax, and heal. So that's what this practice is tonight. It is literally for any body. Um, you don't need any experience. You don't need any fancy yoga clothes. You can lay wherever you want, sit in the chair, um, just create yourself some space to listen. And so for tonight, um, in this idea of doing no harm, of nonviolence, um, all, those, all those ways that that can be applied, whether it's our actions, our words, like I said, the way we talk to ourselves, how we treat our bodies, um, especially right now, I mean, everything, there is so much fear, there is so much unknown, um, and that causes that same fight, fight or flight response in our nervous systems as well. Um, and fear, has, fear can create violence when, when our insecurities, when those fears um, get expressed in the need to control, or in greed, or in hoarding, or in um, defensiveness, or armor. All those things are a natural response of our, of our nervous system to try and, you know, to be in survival mode, 
to, you know, to basically to keep us alive. So it's not a bad thing, but how it gets expressed can be excessive, can be, um, can start to do harm to others, can start to do harm to ourselves. So we want this daily reset to come back. And the way we do that is connecting to internally to ourselves. Um, most of us can talk for days about, you know, how our jobs are, how our homes are, how our families are, how the world is, everything outside of us, everything external. Um, but it's rare that we are able to, or, um, or even know how to, or, you know, are, have, <laughs> there's so much fear that keeps us from going inward because we, it's unknown. It's, there's, I mean, that's where the shadows are. That's where unintegrated uh, emotions and experiences get held. And so even for some people, being in silence, being alone um, is, is really tough because it's an unknown landscape. So I really just want to share what I've been doing for the last five years. Um, if you've been reading some of my posts, like I came from... Um, a really different place and when you can let go of that fear then you have freedom and so um, I just want to share that with you tonight so find somewhere that you're comfortable um, you can close your eyes if that's available to you you can turn off the lights if that's something that is comfortable to you just get comfortable and we're gonna start once you're comfortable just starting to allow your senses to turn inward. So wherever you are at, whatever position you choose to take, you can just in this moment, with the set the intention or you know, just think about this next 40 minutes or however long we spend is just for you. There's no wrong, there's no right way of doing this. It's just noticing showing up with curiosity to notice what comes up for you. And even in this moment as we begin, just noticing your mind, the speed, the quality of thoughts, whether you feel racy, maybe you just got home, or maybe you've been sitting up home alone all day just kind of Stewing wherever you're at, just notice what is the quality of your mind. And notice, notice your breath. Where do you feel the movement of your breath right now in your physical body? If you wish to close your eyes, just notice how you would, ex how you would, um, Describe your breath right now. Where do you feel the movement of the inhale and the exhale? Notice your body. Where do you feel the pull of gravity heaviest? If you're laying on your back, can you sense into the place where the back of the head meets the surface beneath you. If you're seated in a chair, can you feel the sitting bones of your pelvis making contact with the chair? Just notice all these three pieces right now in this moment, the mind, the body, and your breath. And then, I'll invite you to put your hands on your low belly, below your belly button. And if you're not already doing so, can you intentionally invite the breath into this lower belly? So that as you inhale, the belly rises beneath the hands. You were to think of the torso, you know, from where your shoulders start down to your tailbone. 
Think of it as a vase or a vase, tomato, tomato, or a 50 gallon drum, whatever image serves you better. And can you think of the breath as water filling that container? And the natural physics of water is that the water goes down into the base of the container first. If you think of your breath as that water coming down, filling the bottom of the container, expanding the space beneath your hands into that deep lower belly. Belly falls with the exhale. Expands with the inhale. And if your mind wanders, just keep bringing it back to the breath at the belly. And as you continuing, continue with this easy breath, noticing that belly rise and fall. Can you also notice, and if it helps, you can even put your hands on your rib cage on the sides of your body. And keep inviting that breath deep into the belly. But in addition to that full belly breath, can you also notice the rib cage expanding outwards from the sides of the body? Each inhale, expanding the belly, expanding the ribs. Each exhale, Ribs relax, belly falls. Even noticing if you can connect to the subtle expansion in the back of the body. So as that water of breath is drawn into the container, it first goes to the bottom, fills the belly, expands through the sides, expands through the back. That breath is touching all sides of the container. Really inviting the breath deep into the belly. We have our respiratory diaphragm that is attached beneath the rib cage. And each belly breath, this diaphragm dips down into the internal organs. Each exhale, it tucks back up towards the heart beneath the rib cage. And so the function of breathing isn't only to oxygenate our body or to bring us air but it's also to massage the internal organs. So deep belly breathing is actually helping with digestion. It's helping move um, lymph and move, um, you know, all of the processes of our bellies. So when we're really caught up in anxious breathing or depressed breathing, shallow breathing, where we're using the secondary respiratory muscles, we're not oxygenating the whole system. We're not, um, the breath isn't doing all of its functions. So at any time that you feel anxious or um, depressed or scattered or you have insomnia, this practice of connecting to container breathing or like a full body breath, um, inviting the breath deep into the belly and connecting to all the places of movement is going to help calm the nervous system and help all of those other aspects of the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest, digest, um, and heal response. It's what helps, it what, it's what activates our nervous, or sorry, our uh, immune systems. And if we're in fight or flight all the time, where our bodies are creating cortisol and adrenaline, which actually shut down the immune response. So if we want our bodies to do the jobs that they're supposed to, um, fighting everything that is in our environments, um, we need this daily reset. We need to connect to a full belly breath. And so as you just continue to be with the breath, noticing the belly, the ribs, the back, expand and contract. 
taking a even fuller and deeper inhale, filling that whole container with breath. So that those secondary breathing muscles of upper chest engage. So you can, can, can connect to the expansion of the belly, ribs, back, and then into the upper chest. The nodes, the top nodes or parts of the lungs actually extend above the collarbones. So we have all of that room to bring breath into that container. And as you're noticing all those places that the breath moves the body. Start taking a mental count of the length of both the inhale and the exhale. Whatever that may be, there's no wrong or right, just notice and take your own mental count. And the next time the exhale leaves the body, see if you can extend the length of your exhale so that it is one count longer than your inhale. Continuing to invite that breath deep into the belly. And again, with your next exhale, see if you can extend the exhale so that it's two counts longer than your inhale. So the idea is that you're heading towards a place where your exhale becomes twice as long as your inhale. Even if that means taking a little bit of a shorter inhale, as long as the breath is free and easy and there's no grasping or rushing or reaching for that next breath. Heading towards making your exhale as close as possible to twice as long as your inhale. You can start to let go of the count. But staying connected to that belly breath. And now in this moment, noticing the quality of your mind. Any changes in the speed or rate of thoughts. Noticing the quality of your breath, even from the first moments you started this practice. And what has shifted or changed. This practice of two to one breath or extending the exhale is the easiest, most readily accessible tool that you have. It's that self-responsibility piece. It automatically shifts the nervous system from fight or flight into rest 
relax, digest, and heal. It is the easiest way to activate your uh, immune system, to put the body in a position to heal. Our breath is literally the best teacher for any aspect of, our, of ourselves. If, if you could, uh, at any moment throughout your day, if you're just not feeling good, give yourself space to connect to your breath. Allow yourself um, the time to, you know, invite the breath into the belly, to extend the exhale. It is an instant reset for your nervous system. And so to bring back in this idea of non-harming, using the breath as our tool to bring kindness, softness, sweetness, um, compassion, all these ideas of lovingness, of tenderness, of, of you know, the opposite of fear, the opposite of violence, of harm. Um, when we can bring these ideas in, into our everyday life, the breath, is the thread that weaves all of the layers of our body, all of the layers of our soma. The, whatever the breath is doing is what the mind is gonna do, is what the body's going to do. So if the breath is easy, free flowing, free, calm, steady, um, the mind, the body are gonna mirror all of these qualities. So this idea of nonviolence, not harming, has so many subtle implications when we bring in when we bring it applied to the breath it gets applied to all the other layers of the body so when we feel hurried when we're in fear when we feel afraid powerless out of control out of balance um, when we're harsh with ourselves um, everything that in all the ways that we're relating to ourselves is how it really defines our capacity for relating with others so this is my big thing with self-care. Um, it's not selfish. How many times have you been called selfish in your life? Because you, whatever reason. Um, but self-care is, is filling your cup first, is taking care of yourself because it is a direct correlation with your ability to relate to others. So if you're showing kindness, softness, taking time for yourself, you will naturally have that ability outflow into your connections, into your other relationships, into the people in your life. Um, so start to notice um, how you're talking to yourself, um, how you're treating yourself, what are you putting in your body, how is your breath? If you could set an alarm on your smartphone for the next, you know, use this next little period of solitude to just notice um, when you're not feeling good, when you're not feeling well, if you get angry, if you get frustrated, anxious, set it on a little alarm or just make a note to yourself to check in with your breath because the breath is going to be one of the first indicators of you know, when you're out of balance. And using this practice of container breathing or extending the exhale is a great way to just kind of shift gears and it's totally within your control. Um, our health is so tied to our breath. So easy, simple tool, two to one breath, container breathing. And as, you know, as our awareness of these subtleties of our own internal landscape, literally our breath is a huge piece of our internal landscape. As our awareness starts to grow and we start to notice, oh, when I'm, when I'm breathing fully into my belly, um, I'm calmer, um, I'm less reactive. Um, I'm more patient. Um, as we grow in our ability to be nonviolent with ourselves, to be kind with ourselves, that ability um, is directly related to our ability to extend those same, um, those same compassionate behaviors to others. So the breath as a teacher, um, the challenge becomes to find um, you know, to find the courage to be in this time of unknown, of uncertainty. Um, so it's not, we're not gonna, we may not even lose, I mean, there's a lot of reasons out there to be genuinely concerned. So fear will still come up. All these emotions, that this humanness we have is still gonna come up, but can we hold space to feel it instead of repressing it, numbing it, pushing it down? Um, with whatever we're using, whether it's Netflix, alcohol, drugs, 
uh, sex, gambling, maybe not gambling because the casinos are closed in Ontario anyway, but whatever you're doing to avoid creating the space for yourself to be, um, to create some silent space for yourself. That's our challenge is can we, can we be with ourselves? Can we connect inward? Um, I promise <laughs> that if you create this space, whatever is in there is not going to, um, it's not going to kill you. Um, continually coming back to this space of internal connection is actually the path to freedom. Uh, I like to think of it as stepping through the fear curtain. It's like when I left corrections, um, I finally, you know, it's a jumping off a cliff or at, in school, we use the analogy of a trapeze. Um, when you're swinging from one side of that trapeze to the other, at some point you have to trust enough that you let, can let go to catch the other side. Because if, if you don't let go, you're gonna be stuck swinging in space. Um, you know, perpetually forever. So you have to be able to have that moment of trust with yourself, to be able to step through the fear. Um, and on the other side of that is freedom. And so all of it literally starts with how we treat ourselves. Um, and because we are all connected, however we're treating ourselves is gonna have that ripple effect into the rest of humanity, into the people that we're surrounded by, into our communities. So if we can't find that, that compassion, that love for ourselves, um, then it becomes easy to focus or look for blame or look for reasons outside of ourselves because it's easier than taking that time to focus inward. Um, so starting to bring that awareness to ourselves, using the breath is a really great tool. It's the, I mean, it's the best tool. It's the, it's the only effective tool if we want to start working with um, finding more freedom in our minds and our bodies. It's the breath is the bridge between those two aspects of ourselves. So for a little bit of movement practice, um, I wanna share with you um, the two basics of Soma Yoga, we call them arch and flatten. Um, again, so we've used the breath kind of to recalibrate our soma, to calm the mind, to calm the breath, to calm the body. Um, the other piece of yoga therapy in the Soma Yoga world is recalibrating um, the muscular system, reestablishing the connection from conscious control from the brain to any muscle in the body. And the thing is that as we are um, growing, as we are um, aging, um, we have these three different responses of our nervous system. We have fight, we have flight, we have freeze. And so they're aspects of the nervous system, but they also manifest in our physical bodies, in our muscular bodies. And so we have these different holding patterns, again, that are associated with um, our survival response with our ability to interact with the world. We need these things, they're not bad. Stress isn't bad. Um, it's how we relate to it that determines whether it's gonna be a healthy response or something that's gonna harm us. So we have our action response or the fight response, which propels us into, into the world. And that involves all of our backline muscles. So if you have tight low back, you've had pain behind your shoulders, maybe you have tension in your hips, your hamstrings are always tight, you have plantar fasciitis, any of those things come from this, uh, this fight or we, we call it green light pattern of all the backline muscles. And on the flip side of that, we have the red light pattern or the flight response where we turn inward and we're protecting our visceral organs. Uh, again, it's a survival response from you know cave people days when we met a lion or something out there outside of our caves. And we had this, this choice whether we were gonna engage um, you know, into action, into fight with this, with this threat, or whether we are going to disengage and protect our, protect our, our organs and our heart. And so this is also a, a common anxiety response. So if you have a lot of digestive issues, or you find yourself really carrying yourself, your shoulders inward a lot, you have a lot of tension in the pelvic floor, in the 
insides of the legs, maybe you, your toes turn in. Um, it's this, this survival response of, of flight. And so this arch and flatten movement that we do in Soma Yoga works to recalibrate um, the spine, recalibrate both sides of the body and start to release some of those patterns. And um, coming from a place where I was in corrections for you know a couple of decades, I had a very strong um, green light response, like being held in that action and that fight response, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day, however many shifts a week for however many decades. Um, really strong patterns, uh, tension behind the shoulders, low back, um, hips, glutes, sciatic pain, plus coupled with wearing gear, not always equally balanced, you know, on your hips all the time. We have these patterns that our bodies are, again, so wonderfully intelligent, but we go on autopilot. So when those muscles know that they're, you know, need to engage to do this job, um, they get moved from our learning center at the front of the brain down to the subcortex where we don't even have to think about it. It's like driving a car. After 20 years of driving a car, I mean, you can do a multitude of things that you probably shouldn't be doing, but you don't even have to think about it. You're automatically shoulder checking and you can change the station on the radio while you're signaling and you don't even have to think about it. Our bodies do the same thing with our muscular systems. So we want again, another daily reset, another opportunity to come back to center, to kind of undo and integrate all the experiences of the day, all the times that we've been put into that fight response or flight response. And it doesn't matter how conditioned we are one way or the other, um, especially right now, we have, like even from personal experience, being in a correctional setting all day and having that fight response so um, strongly engaged, but at the end of the day, there is a natural uh, need to protect yourself, to disengage. And then we and then combine that with, you know, this movement that we're all doing, especially now that we have all this time to ourselves or we're supposed to be, you know, inside. Um, we, we all have a little bit of both. So I'll get to the practice. So if you're laying down or if you're in a chair, wherever you're at, you can do this practice. You can do it standing. So these are the two things that I want to share tonight is that breath practice, container breath and extending the exhale and this for the physical body. So if you're laying down on the floor on your back, um, if, if your feet are over a coffee table at 90 degrees, that's fine. They can stay there. Um, or you can bend your knees and put your feet flat on the floor. Whatever distance apart feels comfortable so that the hips and pelvis feel stable and steady. You can do this with your eyes closed if you know that's something that's available to you. And as you are laying there, if you're sitting, you can do this too. You're just in a different position to gravity. As you just reconnect to that breath. So inhale, belly rises. Exhale, belly falls. Thinking about your tailbone the very tip of the spine. As you inhale, starting to send that tailbone like you were making the subtlest impression or touching the tailbone into the floor, into the surface beneath you. So that as you inhale, the tailbone presses towards the floor. Sense that natural arch of the low back increasing, just gently. So we're not, we're not trying to build muscle. We're not trying to win any arching competitions. So it's just connecting to the smallest of movement, inhaling into arch. And as you exhale, can you release back to your starting position? I'll call that neutral. And just staying with that slow, sweet, subtle movement. Inhaling, increasing the low back arch, pressing the tailbone towards the floor, exhaling, releasing. And coming into that movement four or five times at your own speed. And just noticing. Again, so it's not so important how big the arch is or how big any of these movements that we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks are. 
but the the work or the in the advanced practice um, if, if you need an advanced practice is how slowly you can release out of any muscle contraction that we do how curious can you be about what happens through that release and if this is your first time with going this slow and this small it is totally normal to have thoughts go through your head like why am i doing this this is stupid why are we going so slow this isn't any of those things so notice that too but you may also notice on any of the exhales and releases that there might be some sticky spots or some muscle stutters or some areas that feel difficult to connect to that's totally normal that's where that loop from the muscle to the brain has gone unconscious so when we keep connecting to this slow intentional contraction and release we start to rewire that neuromuscular loop that connection piece from the brain to the muscle and over time we start to strengthen that connection and those muscles that have been held so chronically tight start to remember that they can relax fully. It's a really simple movement, whether you're laying down or you're sitting in a chair, just breathing into that arch, tilting the tail back behind you, exhaling, softening, coming back to a neutral spine. And after you've done that a few times, allowing yourself to take pause in center and just to reconnect to that belly breathing without any movement and just noticing the mind, the body, and your breath. And if you've noticed you've stopped breathing at any point, reconnecting to that belly breath or that container breathing. And thinking about, even without moving, just thinking about that tailbone, the spine, tailbone connecting to the pelvis, the hips, and the place, the sacrum, where the spine starts to grow out of the back of the pelvis. And if you were a kid in the 70s or 80s, and you had those candy necklaces on the elastic strings, or you're a fan of uh, pearl necklaces, thinking about the spine as um, one of those, of either the strand of the candy necklace, uh, where each vertebrae is a separate candy on that string or a separate pearl in the necklace. And can you go so slow and so small with the curiosity connecting to each of those vertebrae as a separate entity on that string? And it, if you were to go into that arch, can you invite each vertebrae separately into that arch and more importantly, can you connect to each vertebrae coming out of that arch heading back towards neutral? All of the movements are gonna be foundational on this idea of slow and intentional contraction. It's like if you were working out in the gym, like when we used to do, um, when I first started working out, it was just lift as much weight as you possibly could and then drop it, let gravity have it, and then lift as much weight as you could and then drop it. And then we got smarter and we realized that we can get more, um, more results if we have a conscious contraction and that we don't just let gravity take it, we let, we control the release so that we're getting that opposite resistance as well. It's the same thing with somatic re-education. We wanna stay connected to both pieces of the movement of both contraction and release. So from this place in neutral, we're gonna head in the opposite direction. Then I'll finish up with a bit of a guided meditation. 
Meditation is simply giving a space for the mind to clean and clear itself. I'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm gonna break some of these stereotypes that we might have about yoga. Um, but for the time being, we're gonna head into the opposite direction. So thinking about the spine, the tailbone. And this time, as you inhale, feel fulling the belly, and then starting to exhale and tilting the tailbone up towards the ceiling or in front of you if you're seated. Pressing the low back flat behind you into the surface beneath the low back. So you're engaging the abdominal muscles and you can even feel it if you connect to the place um, at the sternum and then at the top of the pubic crest is like the origin and insertion of the abdominal of the abdominal muscles. So as you exhale and point or rock, tilt the tailbone up to the ceiling, you can actually start to feel those abdominal muscles engage. Like you are bungee cording those two points together. They are two magnets being drawn towards each other. So letting the exhale release all the air from the lungs, the abs are engaging, the low back is pressing behind you or beneath you. And then letting the next inhale soften that frontline contraction and return the back to neutral. And staying with that movement five to 10 times at your own speed, connecting to that gentle contraction on the front line of the body. You might notice that as you release out of that, there's some real jumpy spots in those abdominal muscles especially in times of a lot of anxiety or tension or lack of control in our lives. We hold a lot of tension in our abdominal muscles. So letting each exhale bring you into a gentle contraction of the abdominals. Each inhale, soften that contraction, bring you back to neutral and take pause. And each pause, just connecting again to that belly breath. And then starting to head towards stillness or a pause in neutral. And whenever you're ready, letting the breath be the natural guide in between those two opposite movements. So that with your next inhale, again, sending the tailbone behind you, coming into arch, letting that arch come all the way up the spine. Even the shoulder blades draw back towards each other. And then as you exhale, softening the shoulders all the way back down to the tailbone. Back to neutral, taking pause. Inhaling into the belly. And as you exhale, heading in the opposite direction, tailbone tilts up towards the ceiling. Low back presses into the surface beneath you. Engaging all the frontline muscles heads of the shoulders rise up in front of you or towards the ceiling if you're laying on the floor. And then softening from the shoulders all the way down through the abs, back to your neutral. Again, taking pause, taking a breath. And then letting your breath, the natural speed of your breath, bring you in between those two movements. So each wave of breath brings you into a different movement, inhaling into arch, softening to neutral. Letting the exhale bring you into flatten, softening back to neutral. Easy does it back and forth two or three times in each direction.
Continuing to invite the breath deep into the belly. If anybody was expecting just 45 minutes, we're at that mark now. If you have time, you're welcome to stay for a bit of relaxation guided at the end. So whenever you feel complete with that exploration, even noticing in your body tonight, which direction feels sweeter, feels better in your body. It's a good indicator of which pattern um, you're doing more holding up in your body. And just know that you can use these two tools of arch and flatten um, to release some of those tension holding patterns, whether you're carrying more in your back line or more in your front line. Pair that with the breath. This could be a really simple daily practice, even 15 minutes, five minutes of breathing, five minutes of arch, five minutes of flatten um, that go a long way to reset the nervous system, to calm the breath, the body, the mind, release some of those muscle tension patterns that are deeply tied in to the emotions that were happening when we, when our bodies are in those patterns. So as we start to release some of this holding, um, old emotions might release too. So if you get angry or you have a, an old memory that you haven't thought of in a long time, or maybe a thought that keeps recurring or a sensation in the body, this is the body on its subtle layers starting to release all these old holding patterns that are in all the layers of the body, not just the physical, not just the emotional, not just the mental. So I'm gonna keep these recording. So if you ever wanna do this practice again, you're welcome just to come back to this. But that container breath, sometime in the next 24 hours, if you can set yourself a little reminder, just to notice what your breath is doing or to notice when you kind of come out of center or you're really anxious or you're really angry or maybe you've just had to respond to something big. Can you take a pause and connect to that container breath or start to extend the exhale and start to calm down that nervous system? Anytime you need um, a boost to your immune system, to your digestive system, if you want to start preparing for sleep, that two to one breath or extending exhale is a simple practice um, that you have that you can do for yourself. Um, it's an act of kindness for all the systems of your body to have that reset for yourself daily. So wherever you're at, you can just stay there. Uh, we won't be doing any more movement. But I just want to give you a little bit of a, of a guided visualization to wrap this practice up tonight. We'll probably finish at the, at the one hour mark instead of 40 minutes. Wherever you're at, just continuing to notice where the breath is moving the body, to allow that breath to remain deep in the belly, to let the body come to stillness. Sensing the places that are most deeply connected or deeply felt by the pull of gravity, whether that's the back of the head or the shoulder blades or the back of the pelvis. Noticing the quality of the mind, where the mind is drawn in the physical body. Connecting to that movement of breath at the belly. And here in this moment, just picture yourself, this idea of being connected to everything else. That same energy that grows acorns into oak trees is the same energy that has propelled all of us from infant to adulthood seed to a sprout. It's that same energy that we all have access to to create the life that we want. So if you can picture a big 
body of water, whether that's like Superior, if you're, you know, part of my Canadian crew, or maybe it's the ocean, some big body of water that you can relate to. And picture that, that water as the pool of energy of life. Picture yourself, this temporary human body, this finite container, as a cup floating in this big body of water. So not only is that energy surrounding you, but it's also filling. It's part of you. It's inside of your cup. You are floating in that lake, in that ocean, as much as the ocean is in you. This is a great metaphor for humanity, for all of us right now on this planet. We have all come from this same field of energy. We all have the same potential and all come from the same source. So how you treat the water inside of your own cup affects the water outside of your cup also. So in this moment, in this space, Breathing in those thoughts of love, those thoughts of non-harm, of kindness, of compassion. And as you inhale, imagine that energy. If it helps to serve to imagine it as light or vibration or energy. Each inhale feeds this glowing ball of white light. And as you breathe out, Picture sending that light out to all the other cups of water that surround you, whether it's in your house, in your community, in your country, into the entire planet. Each inhale creates more light, more love, more vibration. And each exhale extends that kindness, that love into all of the rest of the world, radiating into all of the other cups that surround you. And so I'd invite you for the next 24 hours just to hang on to this moment of connection that you've created for yourself. There's no need to expect anything um, from yourself. No, no expectation, no judgment, just curiosity. No need to compete with anyone, to be more than you are, less than you are. Just notice your experience in the next 24 hours. Notice how much kindness, how much pleasure, patience, compassion you can extend to yourself. How many little moments you can enjoy. And allow, just allow the experience to be enough of noticing. Can you come back to the breath as your tool to notice both body and mind and also to calm body and mind? So with that, I will say good night. I hope um, the sharing can help, can help even just create a communal space for us while we are um, distancing or being quarantined or wherever the case may be, or whether you just need a moment to ground and connect. Um, it's a real honor to hold this space, um, to have these tools to share with you. If you need anything in the next coming weeks, months, uh, please don't hesitate to send me a message to reach out. And we'll finish just with this acknowledgement that we all have this light, this um, energy of connection, of humanity, of connectedness to all that is and that light in me honors you and recognizes you and sees you and sends love out to all of you so i hope in some small way this could help um namaste and good night